He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. Kelsey Tran, we're back. Well, Slickers, we're back. The best co-host I could have ever asked for on Slick Talk. For all my Too GMH, kind. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, my, my GMH co-host listening. I don't mean it in that way. Okay, I'm not cheating. It's just, you know. Fri- Friday's yeah. the best day of the week at Ooh, the end of the month. coming in. Coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. Those are fire shots, Kelsey. Love it. How you been? I've been good. The holidays are quickly approaching. It's really creeping up. I think we recorded right before. I don't remember what my calendar said, but we recorded like right before Thanksgiving, I think. Mm -hmm. And now we're recording again right before Christmas. So buckle up. It's going to be rough. It's been one hell of a month. (laughs) End of the year things. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapping up 2023, prepping 2024. I feel like I'm already six months into 2024, but you know. This is kind of how it is in our world, right? Yep. Got to plan ahead. Got to be on top of it. Well, uh, you know, last last month we asked on the episode for the listeners to submit some some reviews on your your co-hosting and producing work, and uh, we got a couple. FYI, did you really? No, I'm just messing with you. Uh, we got got a lot of really nice texts. Uh, I got some people that were texting on like WhatsApp or email and said, you know, it's nice to see uh, a face from behind the scenes. And I was like, you know what? Aww. You're not wrong. You're not wrong because sometimes I feel like I can get a little boring. So, you know, it's nice that you spice it up a little bit. So run us down. What's what's uh, what we got to unpack in this episode? What do you got for the listeners? We got so that. we have four episodes that we're highlighting this month from Slick Talk. The first one we're going to be going over is Eric Moeller with Free Wild. Mm. Then we have The Great Debate. It's a clip from Heather who was on the episode, but there were five other, four others with you on that episode. It was me, Heather, Adam, Conrad, and Scott. So five of us, yes. We have Brooke Fots with Venturi, and then we have Seth Bolt with Bolt Farm Treehouse. Yes. Good, great lineup this week or this month, not this really week. Really great. Gosh, it feels like a week. <laughs> um, great lineup this month. I had a lot of fun with all of them. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on some of them because, you know, you obviously give me great feedback because you edit it and do all the editing and producing, but, you know, figured, yeah, we're going to have a fun little deep dive on these clips. So do we, uh, do we want to get started or? How you want to do this? You're you're on the show today. This is you. Yeah, we can get started. Last month I gave a theme word and it was intelligence. And this mm. this month's theme word is hospitality. A lot of great thought leaders in this group. So I really liked all these clips. Let's go into the first clip with Eric Moeller from Free Wild. I believe that whatever you do for a living, you can choose to be in hospitality business. 
You have the privilege of joining people as they celebrate the most joyful moments in their lives and the chance to offer them a brief moment of consolation and relief in the midst of their most difficult ones. Most importantly, we have the opportunity, a responsibility to make magic in the world that desperately needs more of it. And so I would love to know, like, how does that quote and that kind of description earlier in the book for all the listeners to, he describes service being black and white and hospitality being color. And so I, I, I just want to know like what goes through your head when you hear that. And when you guys are you know, imagining the build of, of the brand that you are now. Dude, I love that, man. I love that quote. It's so funny. Like when, when we go out into the world now, we celebrate hospitality and, and like we notice it everywhere. We notice the level of hospitality in any business that we walk into or any inter- interaction that we have, right? And you know, when when we're traveling, I'm like, oh, that's good hospitality right there. That's great mm-hmm. right there. Like, and I'm I'm pointing it out. And really, it's just it's human connection at the end of the day, right? And it's it's removing the ego in the moment and understanding how do we bring, how do we how do we create an incredible experience for this person right here and now. Right. And I not only am I doing my best to bring that into interactions that we have with everybody, not just in our business, but every single day type of interaction. It's like, how do I bring my heart forward in this in this interaction that I'm having and have allowing this person to have a great experience? Right. And then once you start doing that, once you start bringing that into your business, man, it is super addicting for me. I'm obsessed with it. Okay. So this clip talked all about hospitality and creating an experience when you are having guests or just in general, you know, you might see something lacking and find as an operator, that's your opportunity to create that special moment. So I wanted to ask you, what's one hospitality experience you've encountered that you've never forgotten? And then the other way around, what's one hospitality experience that you created that you felt like made a big impact on a guest? Mm. dang see this is where i'm like i should prep for these episodes a little bit better because i'm like <laughs> oh kelsey you're running the show and then i have no idea what i'm walking into so this is nice <laughs> oh man one that i've experienced i'll say it's the little things i think and what i think with covid it's been really hard i've been i've been kind of judgmental of you know restaurants or hotels or whatever i'm like oh it's not the same since before covid but there's been a couple people that have worked at a hotel or a restaurant in particular here in Denver who are just like actually like really crush it. And you could tell they love their job. They love their team. They're like, they, they love what they do and they pay attention. And I think like the little attention to detail is like hospitality moments are what get me excited. So I was at a restaurant, a group of buddies were having just a couple of drinks and some food after uh, a long, long day of, bachelor party planning and basically the the waitress was just on top of it killed it crushed it not just like in the normal service but i think just paying attention and like asked our names and just kind of went beyond like okay what do you want to eat today you know so i'll remember that one because it's been a while it's been a while since like and i know anyone listening they're gonna like oh that's the moment like yeah it was it was nice it felt good we all were like really excited in the sense of like the, the fastness behind it, the ability to like joke around. And like, it was just, it was, it was a great, you know, you could tell something was in the air that day, I think, you know, and it was a, it was a nice day and we all walked away like, man, that was a fun evening. Good end of the day. 
You know, I just, I love the little things like that. And then one that I've made that I haven't forgotten. I'll go back to my hotel days, my, my hotel management days, and maybe even before that, let's go, let's go back to the front desk. I'm just a front front desk agent, brand new to the world of hotels and hospitality. And I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but there was a a, a gentleman probably in his late seventies, early eighties, like he was up there in age and the nicest guy had nothing but like nice things to say. Super great. And I found out that his daughter was in hospice and Mm -hmm. you know, when he's, he's kind of talking to me about it and he's like, look, I'm, I'm in my eighties. I think he was in his eighties and she's, she's up there in age two, but she's like, he's like, it's still early. It's my baby. And I broke me. Like I'm, I'm the baby of seven. So I have like a bunch of older sisters and a twin brother. And just to hear a dad say that about his kid, even though she's a, a well you know, grown adult and our nightly rate was changing a ton at the hotel, like hundred dollars a night the first night. And then it was like 400 the next day. And you know, I don't know a lot of people's financial stuff, you know, so I don't want to like assume that everyone can just pay it, but he had it booked and he needed to keep extending and extending and extending because of, you know, just the the end of her life kept getting extended. And I did it against everything in my training and everything my managers told me because they even asked me about it. Like this old man keeps coming up to the front desk and asking for Will. And I kept giving him a hundred dollar rate, even through this crazy, like, crazy it was like five hundred dollars a night kelsey at this hotel like it was in wow insanely expensive i think what's the basketball turn it wasn't it was a hoop fest uh in spokane so long story short not to bore everybody that was like a special moment i think like that's when i really experienced like okay like there's more to just checking people in and 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 doing that and he and i like formed a really good connection like i would give him like drink vouchers to go to the bar or to like get something for you know the starbucks in the morning because he was up early like i would get there like sometimes six or five and he would be ready to go at the coffee shop and and go in to see his, his daughter so that was that's a moment i hold on to a lot i love that those stories make me they feel so good you know yeah. i was i was thinking back like what is good hospitality that I've experienced? And my husband and I went to the Philippines for our honeymoon and I had mm. never been, I'm half Filipino. So it's like, a, it was a big deal for me to go back to like a homeland country. Yeah. And the hospitality was insanely amazing. Like they are so courteous and kind. Like if you're walking down the hallway, they'll stop and they'll say, hello, ma'am, sir. And then oh, wow. you pass by. And it's just like, Anything you need, they're right there. And then when we came home from our honeymoon, we had to fly out to Dallas for a trip. And I was just like expecting that because I had been there for two weeks. And in the hallway, I like smiled at the housekeeping. I was like, hi. And she was just like looked at me like very frantically and was just like, "Uh, okay. Like she smiled briefly. And then I was like, oh, wow. Okay. We're in the U.S. Not, you know, I, I, I. don't expect it but I was just like oh wow it was like she was caught very off guard that I like was speaking to her Mm. and so I was just like oh that's so interesting so I commend all the Filipinos with their hospitality experience and then um yeah something I created very short when I worked at SeaWorld I had a deaf customer come up to me and buy a bubble gun and I know thank you in sign language it's very simple but I said thank you to him in sign language and he was just 
over the moon, excited and happy. And I was like, wow, that was so simple. But like one small connection just made him so happy. Yeah. I love that. And you actually, uh, man, I want to like keep rambling, but those, I love those moments and those little, like, like you said, those little things, I had a deaf guest check in at that same hotel and my supervisor was getting frustrated because he had to read off of uh, the notepad mm-hmm. and I, I started mm-hmm. signing to him cause I'm deaf in my left ear. And mm-hmm. so I started signing to him and then like, everything shifted and I still text him to this day Gunther you know I gotta gotta give him a shout out so he's uh he's amazing super nice guy but yeah I love I love that for you because like I think just like the little stuff thank you is an easy sign for anyone listening so like you could do that in your day-to-day too you know yes pretty sweet yeah I love that that makes me ah man I'm gonna get all emotional (laughs) this is a good way to start the episode yeah great way great way don't worry, we're, we're going into good hospitality talk with all the other ones too. So this next one we have is labeled The Great Debate and it's STR versus vacation rental. That was a big topic that Scott had posted an article on LinkedIn about. So we'll go ahead and watch the clip. I think we're, we're missing out on some of the hospitality issues here. I mean, my, my big area that I think most people are missing is nothing to do with the property itself or the hospitality when you get there. It's what happens between booking and the stay. I mean, I've I've stayed with three, the last three or four occasions, I have stayed anywhere. I have had zero communication between booking the place and staying at it. But that's, that's such a massive hospitality opportunity. I went to Barcelona in May to the SCALE conference, and I dropped so many breadcrumbs in my email to the property management company. I said, I am a woman traveling on her own. I've not been to Barcelona before and I'm going to a conference. That is gold. That would be gold to somebody who wants to deliver hospitality. They could have provided me so much, which didn't, which, which could have been automated by, you know, segmentation. And they didn't, there was nothing. So I ended, I end up, you know, dragging my bag from the Playa de, de España 15 or 20 minutes down a road to this, finally finding this tiny little alleyway in this property and being so thankful I wasn't there at night. And then finding my way in and feeling that they could have done so much more for me. I didn't want, I didn't want to be escorted, but I would have liked to have had some information. They also knew I was going to a short-term rental conference. I rest my case on that one. <laughs> but I think, yeah. I think what I'm trying to say is that, um, you know, if we were trying to distinguish, you know, what we are, but basically we're all doing the same thing. We are, I, on that occasion, I was a business traveler. On another occasion, on that same trip, I was a vacation, you know, I went to vacation rentals because I was a vacationer, but I was the same person all the way along, just with different expectations from different places. Heather spoke in this one, a lot of great conversation, the whole episode from all, all the other hosts on there, but she was talking about expectations as an operator and behind the scenes from her visit in Barcelona and her leaving all these breadcrumbs, you know, that she's an operator too, going to a short-term rental conference and they just missed out on this opportunity of hospitality for her. And she was very disappointed. So I was just curious for you, what's it like traveling, being in this industry? Like, do you pick up on all the things? Does it bug you? Because even now when I stay in Airbnb, I'm like, ooh, they should listen to this podcast because this is lacking so hard. Like, what's that like for you? 
Oh, it's the worst. And I think uh, Chris, Chris Osaka and I talked about this on our episode and we kind of covered it on the last monthly recap. But, you know, traveling, I want to like unplug. But then when I do stay at a hotel or a short term rental, if I go to a restaurant, because I used to be a restaurant manager as well, part of this group out in Cannon Beach. And I, I, I I'm sorry, but I pick at everything. I, I, I literally watch everything from the cadence of when I get the emails or the messages to their website to their booking i like i i even pick out the booking engine i'm like oh who are they using what 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 software what's the tech stack look like <laughs> behind the scenes and pull up like so i'll use this at in scottsdale where we were staying at the bachelor party the pictures that my buddies had sent through the listing looked amazing we're like all right we got this huge house for you know seven or eight dudes and really exciting to like show up and I was like, yeah, this, this place looks great. They picked a good property and they didn't ask for my help. So I was a little nervous because I was like, guys, <laughs> you sure you want to book this by yourself? Long story short, we pulled up and I immediately was like, what the hell is this? And kind of like was in awe that this was the property we were staying at because outside it looked like nothing like the photos, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm, I'm kind of cursed. I think for the rest of my life, I won't be able to stay <laughs> at a property and not look at it like in a completely analysis way like i that's like what sucks about vacations is that i will go on vacation but then i'm like watching the hospitality and how's the property maintained and like looking at every little detail so it's like it's like you have to turn it off you have to just like force yourself so i i'm gonna flip the question to you because you're hearing all of this episodes like you're hearing not only slick talk and good morning hospitality but you have uh, natalie's no vacancy podcast you have michael tingsayer's hospitality mavericks like you do all this behind the scenes you hear all this so how has it impacted you now that you're a listener consumer (laughs) slash producer of it i'm not a pro by any means but definitely when i'm staying in airbnbs i'm looking at the listing i'm like do they have the description do they have all their photos utilized is it high quality is it on an iphone so i'm looking at all of that i do feel bad because one time it was for a bachelorette party my friend asked me to just like look over the airbnb and see which one i liked best and so i picked this one and it ended up being so weird the the owner ended up showing up unannounced and she was like, she's like, I'm just picking up my Amazon packages. And it was just like really bizarre. I was like texting Natalie from No Vacancy, the podcast the whole time. And I was like, Nat, like this is the weirdest Airbnb. I feel so bad. I was the one telling them we should book this one. But yeah, it's, it's the same exact thing. And for like our welcome party for our wedding, we rented out this Airbnb and beautiful beautiful house but you can tell it was a quick remodel and natalie Mm -hmm. was there too and she was just like we were like talking Mm -hmm. about the design and i was like yeah i don't know why it's not finished painting like they shouldn't (laughs) have done this my cousin like opened the fridge and one of the panels fell down hit her in the eye it was just it was kind of a mess but i was like now as a guest i know what to kind of say i like let the let the co-host know i was like hey this is what's going on and i also didn't ask them if I can have a hundred people come to the Airbnb for our welcome yeah. party. But I was like, I know I can get away with this because they are slipping on some things. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I feel it's, it's a blessing and a curse because you know what's good and you know what's bad. But then if it's in the middle, it's kind of like, Ooh, you see the, all the little things and like, you know, for Robin Cragen or Taylor Hills out there listening, any of our like loyal listeners, I always tune into the show. I hate to say this, but if I stay at a guest like 
house or one of the houses in their portfolio. Like I even, I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, am I getting the same experience I would get as a guest that didn't know the owner or, and you know, you know, thankfully Taylor and Robin, they kill it. But like, you know, especially if they're in the industry. Oh yeah. It's, that's my biggest fear is like staying with someone in the industry and then being like, dude, what the heck? This was horrible. <laughs> so thankfully I haven't had that experience yet, but yeah, it's, comes with the 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 territory apparently we have to create like little hfm qr codes and then if we stay at a place and we feel like it needs it we'll just like slip it there and be like do with this what you will <laughs> here you go <laughs> you you need some advice uh yeah podcast <laughs> okay so this third clip is with brooke Fotts from Vintry, and he is a all-time champ of the show five time guest like i think four or five yeah Okay, we'll work on getting him that jacket with the five-time guest <laughs> patch on there. Let's go ahead and listen to this clip. I don't know if you remember these days, but back in the olden days of short-term rentals, like you, nobody, very few people took online reservations. Like literally you had to answer the phone and you had to book a reservation. And I remember when we first switched to our first uh, software that allowed online reservations, it was LiveRes back in like 2008, I think maybe 2009. And I remember waking up in the morning and I looked on my, my actually it wasn't even my laptop. I think I drove into the office and I logged into my system, my big old uh, computer stack that I had. I remember we had like three online reservations overnight and it was the greatest feeling ever because I didn't have to speak to anybody. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I didn't have to pay a reservationist. Like just the money just came in. And that was just this like eye-opening experience. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in a new generation. Now, fast forward today, it's like 90% of reservations are online. You, know, you, you don't even speak to anybody, if not more than that. So it's, you know, but my goal for Comparit is the exact same thing, but on a management contract. So Will, imagine waking up in the, uh, you know, the early morning hours, you go to your laptop, you get your cup of coffee, and you've got three, three new management contracts signed. You never spoke to anybody. And what we're doing is we're, you know, we've had this shift, I guess, and the internet was a big part of this, but the kind of that sales process in the old days, like you used to have to talk to somebody and vet out your information. And it's, it's called like information asymmetry. The seller always had all the information. The buyer never had any information, but that's being flipped now where now the buyer has all this information and they can, they can do their due diligence before they even reach out. So if you look at the sales cycle of, a, of any kind of product nowadays, much of that research is being done online before even like reaching out to the, the salesperson or the company. Okay. So Brooke was talking about this new generation of technology and not having to talk to anybody when you make a reservation. And he was saying how before you had to go into the office, you know, sign these agreements. It was very face to face. And I, I had an experience that happened to me a couple weeks ago and it was very hard for me. And I don't know why, because I never used to be like that. I used to be very confident and, you know, just comfortable doing things on my own. But I went into this coffee shop that it's a local coffee shop here. And I had only ordered the same thing, like every time I, I went and through the drive-thru, but I was like, I'm going to go in the coffee shop and order something different. And that was stressing me out. Like I could not stop thinking about it. And I was just like, okay, why, why was that so hard for me? And I think with COVID and just like being very not face to face and even our generation too, I think we picked up on the last bit of it where 
it's just very much texty. We we don't mm-hmm. like calling into places and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think about like this new generation of technology? Obviously, it makes it easy, but like with hospitality i know we talk a lot there's a lot of conversation about the human aspect of like ai and incorporating that and how do we still be hospitable hosts yeah there's there's a fine line right and to go into the first clip where we talk with eric moeller and kind of uncover or unpack the unreasonable hospitality piece i think the tech stack and the technology aspect and like look i have to disclaimer i'm an advisor for couple AI, like not a couple, an AI company called Bestie AI. He was on uh, Good Morning Hospitality. And so I'm all in for automation of a lot of the simple stuff, right? But there's, there needs to be that balance where I think the human capital, where you're spending in labor and guest reservations or messaging can be offloaded into a technology piece and then freeing up that person's time in order for them to find those golden hospitality nuggets. So that's kind of like my perspective but i think you know when brooke was going into this too i i personally like i think i was telling you this like i was uh i was starting to date a little bit or i am starting to date and i was went on a date with this girl and like basically there was a gap between this first date and the second date where we just weren't able to make calendars align and i don't want to get to know someone over text like i've i don't like that. That's just not how I am. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to call you tonight at six 30, blah, blah, blah. And like, see how your week's been. I gave her a heads up, did it. Great. We talked for 30 minutes or whatever. And then it went immediately back to texting, like asking me all these questions. I was like, I don't want to have these types of conversations over text. Like it's just not ideal. But mm-hmm. when you have to like make do, like there was another week and a half until we could even go on the, the second date. So that is an example. Like I am kind of anti this generation's move of like texting and not seeing people face to face. I'm a verbal processor. I huddle you like three times a day, like dumping all my thoughts out and just be like, <laughs> oh, I have an idea. So I don't know. That's just me. That's how I process things. But I think there's a fine line, right? With the hospitality piece, going back to your question. I, I think Brooke too, like I would love to wake up and have 10 signed contracts and agreements. Like I'm looking at that as hospitality FM, right? Like how do we streamline shows signing up with us if they need production? How do we streamline brands that want to advertise on our shows? Like how do we make this an overnight kind of add to cart type experience? Can we even do that? That's like the question too, because it's so unique per person. So, you know, it's kind of the contrarian, contrarian question of is there is there a middle ground? Basically, that's my thought. That's my my hospitality theology for the day. Our last clip is with Seth Bolt with Bolt Farm Treehouse, and I mean, I creep on everybody's Instagram when I'm editing, and I was like, okay, he's famous. He's pretty cool. <laughs> so let's listen to the clip, and then we could talk about it. Do you guys feel like you can? train hospitality into team or do you feel like you have to naturally have that ability yeah uh we've definitely made the mistake of being being inexperienced in certain you know for certain roles and and like really hiring for experience and then ultimately them you know not being a a culture fit and so lesson learned there and now you know i'm i'm not really concerned about you know how you know the background or you know, education or, or that kind of thing. It's like, 
do you have, you know, a, a genuine like heart and calling for hospitality? Because caring for people is actually not something you learn in a textbook. You know, yeah. I think part of that is it, it's nature, not nurture. And so now for us, it's it's cool too to watch a team like and and I'll say the team aspect of hospitality is one of the most amazing things to watch. Like when, when you really have a team that clicks because, and like, we have built such a strong core. We've tried not to grow too fast. We're very careful about who we, you know, invite to be on our team. And we're very upfront about expectations. Cause I feel like most of the time when a, when a relationship doesn't work between a business and a person, like either expectations weren't properly set or one side was lying to the other, you know? And yeah, so I will be, will be brutally honest with people and have just totally open those conversations and tell them, Hey, like, this is where we're not doing well right now. I want you to know that before you join us. And this is what we're looking to improve. You know, can you do this? I want you to know exactly what you're stepping into because we're a startup and this is a new thing that we're pursuing and we need someone really great to run with the ball. Just so you know, there's not a whole lot of structure here. You know, sometimes that's the conversation example of a type of conversation we might have and i think it goes a long way this clip was kind of talking about how he brings people onto his team and he really looks for he looks at their heart versus you know their their education background or experience background like do they have the heart of hospitality and i really liked what he mentioned you can't what did he say taking care of people is not in a textbook Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, that's so true. You know, you learn that through experience, through your upbringing and things like that. And I kind of had a similar situation or like even when I'm hiring in my past jobs, I I, I kind of look past everything and I'm like, who are they as a person, you know, because that's ultimately who's going to provide the best service and be the best workers, just like, you know, we see in Disneyland or In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. You know, Mm -hmm. they have longevity in their employees. And I truly think it's because they're hiring people with heart. So just want to know your thoughts on what Seth Mm -hmm. said. No, I I love the episode with Seth. I think after we hit stop recording, he and I like got super nerdy and we're just like, we both, I think he, (laughs) I remember him saying, he's like, dude, I could do this for another hour or two with you. If I didn't have this (laughs) other, this other recording, I had to jump on. I was like, oh no, I I feel the same, but like for the listeners who haven't listened to that episode, I 100% recommend going to it. Not because of the episode was so good, but like I, so let's rewind to like 2014 or 15. I started, I discovered the band Need to Breathe, which is the band that he's in. And I discovered it through my best friend, Sam. We were, I was in Bible college at the time. I was probably a month in out of the three months I attended before I dropped out. And I remember getting into his car and hearing this song called Ooze and Oz and I need to breathe. And I fell, I was like, holy shit, this is the best. <laughs> like immediately was just like, Dan, this, this is a great band and loved their music since. So to meet Tori a year ago and have her on the show first, and then to have this come back full circle with Seth, I was kind of like geeking out. I was like, Seth, I don't know what I need to do to get like an autograph, but. <laughs> I'm just going to have my, my, my fanboy moment real quick. But to go back to the the question or the, what you were, were talking about in the episode, you know, I, I, I love his perspective on the hospitality is kind of like there. It's not trained. It's, it can be trained. I think it, it 
it's not something that like I don't think you can say, oh, if you never experienced it or if you weren't brought up this certain way, you'll never have hospitality or a bone of, of the hospitality in your body ever. But I look at it the same way. Like, I, let's use you for an example. You know, when I actually let's just use the whole hospitality FM team. You know, meeting Claire and interviewing with her, we met online. We met at, on Upwork, and I didn't care about her business, you know, degree. I didn't care about any of that. It was like, can one, you do a good job and two, can you communicate and like actually have attention to detail? You know, that's, that's what I wanted to care about. Same thing with Michael, same thing with you. When Natalie was like, Hey, my editor slash producer is looking for like more stuff. Do you have anything? And I was like, yep, perfect timing. And then you declined my <laughs> offer to join and broke my heart for the first time. Uh, <laughs> but like, I look <laughs> like, no, but like with, with even, I'll, yeah, you're a perfect example of like, I didn't care about your, your background in the sense of what you've done or, or your schooling or anything. It was like, can I, one, I enjoy talking to you, working with you. Also, can you get behind like the mission and vision of what we're doing? Um, so yeah, I love that approach. I think for me, it's, it's worked out. I think we've had a pretty successful run uh, with the three of us or four of us. But yeah, I think that approach is, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a contrary, or not contrary, but maybe not popular opinion on college and degrees and school because I didn't go that route. I don't think you need to go that route to be successful. Obviously, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse, yes, go to school. But, you know, engineer, that too. But yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think it's, the the true the true heart behind the person is more important. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was great. That was a great answer. I can it, I can see feel and feel weird your to heart. Have your, does it feel weird to have your boss say that to you though? Like I don't know. And I hate the word boss. So for anyone listening, I'm sorry that I just used that word. I feel gross. No, I I I agree with you because sometimes I'll be like, oh my boss like said this blah blah blah, and I'm like, he's like a boss. He's like my boss technically, but like I don't feel that. It just feels like I'm communicating with a friend to get work done. Dope. Good. That's what I want. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I feel, I'm so sorry that you used the B word. Ugh. No, that was great. You know, here to, here to help. You know, this is your show. This is your show now. I'm letting you run. Here's the keys. <laughs> Title transfer over. Yeah. Get here. All the stuff. Full thing of gas. Here you go. No, this has been fun. I love doing these monthly episodes. Any Christmas plans? I think this episode is going to go out right before Christmas. So for all the listeners, we would love to know what you're doing. But what are you doing? What do you got going with the fam? All my family is local in San Diego. So I just have to drive from one county to another. But other than that, it's pretty easy. What about you? Uh, pray that my flight doesn't get delayed or, you know, any kind of craziness. But I'm flying, uh, flying home to Washington. So I'm going to go see... The brother, mom, dad, sister, niece. So do the whole thing over there. I love that. I can't believe you're a part of such a big family. That is so crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, we're all over the place. My brother is coming home for Christmas, which I'm excited about. He's coming from Washington. And I remember last year he was delayed a few days and he was like, dang, this sucks. But we were so happy. We were like, stay as long yeah. as you want to. <laughs> Yeah. Crash on my couch. Do whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, happy holidays to you and the fam. Hope you enjoy some time off post, you know, this episode going live and for all of our listeners, thanks for you know putting up with Kelsey and I just kind of rambling. I love it. This is one of my favorite episodes every month. I know. Thank you listeners. Don't forget to subscribe. 
leave a review. And this time, leave a review of Will and let me know how he's doing. You can email me at kelsey at hospitality.fm. Let me know personally. And I don't have to share it with Will, so. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.